On this episode of This Is Game Boy Light, we thank our Lord and Savior Game Boy for bringing us a bright future in gaming. Roll theme song. and welcome back to a brand new episode of This is Game Boy Light, the little in-between episodes between our normal planned episodes, uh, where we dive into a subject that is, uh, of course, tightly related to Game Boy or anything else that we want to talk about. And this time we will be talking about popular characters or franchises that actually made their debut on Game Boy and that um, have uh, earned their place as a complete franchise now on different consoles. Um, but it, it's all thanks to that little Game Boy, otherwise those things would have not existed at all. Alright, but first let's talk a little bit about what I have been up to. Um, as you've probably learned from the uh, previous episode about Last Action Hero. Um, I had some technical difficulties, I think I mentioned that, so like my uh, TV died so I didn't have a second monitor anymore and things like that. So um, I bought a new monitor for my PC, I finally upgraded from my old one, which was a 13 inch very old thingy, uh, no HDMI, no uh, no real good connection, so um, it probably still had an 800 by 600 resolution. So now I've upgraded to a uh, bigger screen, a 23-inch screen. This is a lot better to work with. Um, I also bought a new TV, um, like an LCD TV it is. So I bought a TCL, which apparently stands for the Creative Life, which is a kind of weird brand name. But yeah, those TVs are specially made for uh, gaming, basically. They um, mostly come out as 60 hertz refresh rate televisions. Mine has like 100 maximum even. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a thing. It's also a very large TV. It's uh, 41 or 43 inches, uh, which basically takes up 75% of my desk space. So I don't have any more room to place anything else. Uh, but yeah, it's an amazing TV so far. Let's hope it just doesn't break like everything I buy. Um, like maybe some people don't know me that well, but um, I have very bad luck when it comes to technical or electronics, uh, things like that. Everything always goes wrong for me, even if I am one of those persons that takes really good care of everything they have. Um, like I clean everything, um, I don't do crazy stuff with it, um, like, well, I don't know what it would be like, I was gonna say throw it around the room or something, but yeah, you know what I mean, I, I like really take very good care of all of my stuff, but things just tend to uh, break for me anyways in a much higher rate than it would be for 
any other person. So, um, whatever, like, hey, um, I have a job. That's, that's why we earn money to spend it anyways. Um, besides that, I have been dying from a heat stroke last week. Um, nah, I didn't have a real heat stroke. It was just really, really extremely hot uh, the past week before this recording. This week it has been fine. It's it's back to a normal summer temperature of like 22 to 26 degrees Celsius. That is, I can't do the math to know what it is in Fahrenheit, so you'll have to look it up yourself. I, I guess 100 or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've been playing a few games though. Uh, maybe I mentioned it before that I've been playing Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel. Uh, we just came out of the first Grand Prix, which was like the, the online thing you could do to unlock some new characters and then some skins. I don't care about the skins, uh, but yeah, the new characters I've unlocked. Um, there was a new uh, track uh, with it as well. I'm almost done with that game completely because this is all uh, extra stuff that they keep adding, um, but I still have to do the uh, time trials, uh, the oxide time trials. That's the last thing I have to do from the actual game, and then I'll be done with it. Um, they just announced a new Grand Prix, which, which should start today, but I checked it wasn't online yet. Um, which features three new characters, one more track, and apparently, um, even though they said they wouldn't do it, um, they put in microtransactions, so if you're too lazy to play the game to unlock the skins, you can now just put money into it and, and actually buy those, but again, I really do not uh, care about those things at all, because they don't have any effect on the gameplay, so I don't think anybody should care, maybe it didn't get released because they got a lot of backlash for those microtransactions. Maybe they're rethinking it and they won't do it anyways. Uh, besides that, I finally was able to get Caro Blaster. Caro? 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 Frog Blaster, whatever. Uh, for Nintendo Switch, it has been released on Steam many years ago. Um, it's made by the same person who did Cave Story. Um, very, very fun game. I highly recommend everybody get it, either on Steam or on any other system it got released on. Um, it's a 2D action game, I would say. Um, it has basically seven stages, but it also has a New Game Plus, which is not really a New Game Plus. It's actually a completely new game where all the stages get redesigned, all the bosses get redesigned, there's a different final stage and things like that. Um, amazingly fun game, I think I played it for six to eight hours, so uh, for 10 bucks it's definitely worth the price. I was waiting for a sale on Switch, um, after two years it finally happened, so um, I finally got me that game. But I can highly recommend it if you haven't played it before. Definitely go check it out. Um, I did play some Game Boy games, um, trying to get uh, a little bit more progress into my portable pleasure streams. So I played Link's Awakening, which finally got picked uh, after 330 games, which is really weird. Like I. I didn't like put it on the list like, oh no, this is going to be the final game or anything. It was always there for the picking, but uh, yeah, finally somebody did uh, pick it. So I played through it again, one of my favorite games, so it's always a pleasure to play that. Um, I did try like some speedrun text to get through things faster, but I basically played it the normal way. Like I, I 
got all the items, I got all the hard pieces, I got all the shells. Um, I didn't like do any major skips or anything. So, um, but yeah, it's always fun for me to like fool around with that game a little bit because I haven't played it so many times. Um, not that it gets boring just playing it normally, but it's it's just more fun for me. Um, after that, I played Rescue of Princess Blow Bet, which is the quote-unquote sequel to uh, Boy and His Blob. Horrible game. <laughs> Absolutely horrible game. Uh, it's glitched to the max. It doesn't play very well, but I did get through it in like two hours. Once you know what to do, it's actually a very, very, very short game. You can finish it in like 10 minutes. Um, and if you want to do the speedrun of it, there's uh, the any percent speedrun, which is actually two minutes because you can skip a major part of it. Well, major. It, it, the game consists of maybe 30 screens you have to do. And that's literally it. Uh, it's just more of a fight against the controls than anything else. Um, after that, I played one more game on Game Boy, which was tennis, like the normal Nintendo tennis, where uh, Mario is the referee. Um, yeah, it's it's a basic tennis game. There's nothing more I can say about it. I only defeated uh, level one opponent. That was enough for me. I did try level four. Um, it's not like level four is diffi more difficult because the AI is uh, better. It's just more difficult because the speed is four times as fast and it goes a little bit too fast for me so I didn't just... Uh, yeah, I, I was fine beating one opponent. That's uh, more than enough tennis gameplay for me. Anyways, that's it for what I've been up to. Let's just dive into this uh, list I compiled about uh, um, yeah, characters or franchises that started on Game Boy. Maybe I missed something. If I did, Definitely let me know um, in the comments on SoundCloud or through Twitter or uh, through our Discord, whatever you want. Um, but I think, I think I got all of them. But yeah, let's dive into it right after this little break song. Okay, hope you enjoyed that uh, little song from Battle Dodgeball, game that only came out in Japan. Check it out, it's fun, um, but it does drag on for way too long if you're trying to beat the tournament mode, I guess it's called. Whatever, but I had fun playing that. But yeah, let's see which characters or franchises started on Game Boy. Um, I compiled a list of five uh, things for this first part and five things for the latter part, so ten in total that I found. And let's start with uh, probably the most obvious one, of course, which is Kirby. Um, as everybody knows, uh, Kirby's Dreamland was the very first game that got released with Kirby as a character. Um, it was specially made for Game Boy as well, so um, 
we all know it just stems from there. It was a very bare bones version of uh, what future games might hold for Kirby. Like there weren't any abilities and things like that. You can find out more about that in uh, Beltic's Light on uh, the Kirby franchise itself on Game Boy. But yeah, it was a very bare bones, very chill, very um, relaxing game. Um, and they just built upon that by adding abilities, adding more enemies, adding different kinds of gameplay i guess like this is really just standard platforming later on you had like shoot em up sections and, and things like that but yeah it all started on game boy um if uh, <laughs> if kirby wasn't invented for the game boy in the first place probably none of the games that came after it would have been uh, made anyways and there has been a lot of them so um it's definitely probably one of the most popular franchises that came out of Game Boy and Kirby is not only a main character in his own series and his spin-off games but he's also probably the most prominent character in the Smash Bros series and if I remember correctly I think the ID from Smash Bros also kind of came from Kirby like you can see that Kirby is, is the most um quote-unquote developed character in the Smash series franchise because he's basically the main protagonist in the newest one, which is Ultimate. I don't remember the name. I have it, but I don't remember the name. Um, like, he was the only survivor, so he had to go save everything. And he's probably also my favorite character in, uh, in Smash Bros. Like, I don't really play it very much. Um, I'm not very good at it either, but if I need to play with a character, it's either Kirby or DDD, actually. Um, so I always go for those Kirby-related characters. Um, okay, besides Kirby, we have uh, another guy that got introduced on Game Boy. Not in his own game, but in Super Mario Land 2, 6 Golden Coins. Um, and that's Wario. Uh, Wario is my favorite character of the entire Mario franchise, I would say. Um, and I'm glad that he was so beloved, um, maybe by the makers of it, that uh, they, they actually made him into the quote-unquote uh, protagonist, um, anti-hero, mostly, uh, for his own series, which started with uh, Wario Land. Super Mario Land 3. I think they just pasted Super Mario Land 3 on it um, to make people buy it more because Wario was a completely different thing, of course. Um, but I always loved uh, at least his Land series. Um, they don't stop with Wario Land 4. You actually also have Shake Dimension and another one I keep forgetting the name of and I've never played before. And you also, of course, have Wario Land for the Virtual Boy. Um, Wario has appeared in many different games beside that, but mostly it's just the spin-off games uh, for like the Mario sports games or the party games and things like that. But um, he also has his other series that came from this character, which is the WarioWare series. Not my kind of thing, uh, maybe it's a fun party game or anything, but it's definitely not something I would buy otherwise. Um, I actually have never played any of the WarioWare games, they're just silly mini games to me. Um, not something that can keep my interest for very long. But yeah, Wario is, is not only in the Mario franchise one of my favorite characters, but just in the entire Nintendo library basically. Um, besides Wario Land 4, which I not really like 
I just love all the Wario games. Uh, Wario World for GameCube, I forgot to mention even. Um, yeah, those are all in that same universe. I just love playing with that character. Um, I especially love Wario Land 2 and 3 because those games are not about um, platforming when, when you can die and things like that, but it's solving puzzles because you're quote-unquote immortal and have to use like your... Uh, abilities to fight all treasures and speaking of mario characters there's another character that got introduced uh, on game boy and that is i think princess daisy um, i just call her daisy but she's another character that stemmed from the game boy uh, from super mario land one um, as the the person you had to save but uh, ever since then she got introduced into the other uh, games as well Again, mostly the spin-off series, sadly, just the sports games and the Mario Party games and the um, Mario Kart games. Um, you can definitely pick her there. She often is portrayed as uh, Luigi's girlfriend. I don't think that's canon at all. Um, I don't think that's true at all either. Um, if you've ever watched uh, Game Theory, you might even realize that Wait, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but it's like Luigi and Peach actually hook up and Rosalina is their daughter or something like that. It's, look, it gets weird. Uh, it, it's just a game theory anyways, but uh, yeah, Daisy is definitely a character that uh, wouldn't have existed if Super Mario Land 1 was never created, which was, uh, yeah, really like... Hey guys, make a Mario game, but uh, don't tie it too much into what we already have established. Make uh, make up your own story. And, well, now we got Daisy, and, and she's a, a well-loved character. So, yeah, there you go. She doesn't have her own games or anything, but everybody knows her, at least. Moving on, we have um, a game or a game series that maybe is not that beloved, but um, as far as I've heard, people actually do love these games. Um, and that's Wave Race. Uh, Wave Race was a very bare-bones sports game for Game Boy. Uh, just like a top-down racing game, but on water, of course, instead of on land. Kind of like RC Pro-Am or Micro Machines and things like that. But... Um, I'm not a big fan of sports games or racing games, um, but Wave Race I actually really, really enjoy. Um, luckily somebody picked it for me now for Portable Pleasure, so at this moment I'm actually playing it again. And it's just a lot of fun, like it's not really hard or anything, it's easy to understand, there's not too many difficult mechanics to it, but it did also introduce like the power pickups, uh, which is something you don't see very often on, uh, on Game Boy racing games. So there's like a squid you can get to get more turbo if you bump into your opponents, or there's a swordfish, I believe, that can help you make uh, tighter turns and things like that. But yeah, Wave Race is a pretty, pretty fun game on Game Boy. It has um, only two modes, it has slalom mode and uh, racing mode, I would say. Um, and each have like three CCs, kind of like the, the Mario Kart series. Um, if you get enough points in one of the CCs, you unlock the next one and so you can move on. Um, the CCs actually um, introduce also new levels each time, so you were not 
just playing the same levels over and over again on a higher speed. I actually do not believe it has a higher speed per se. Um, it just gets a little bit harder to control the um, water jet ski. Jets, 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 just jet ski? The thing you ride on the water. Um, but I don't think the actual speed is, is any different. But uh, the opponents do get a little bit tougher, of course, because otherwise it wouldn't be a challenge. Um, it's also a very early game that also had a, a save battery, so no passwords needed to unlock anything. Um, you can just uh, save it on your actual game card. And um, I just checked. I have a card, um, it's pretty old and the battery still works perfectly fine, so I'm pretty happy about that, that I didn't have to replace that. Alright, on to the fifth uh, for this first part, um, and that's uh, character or game series we already talked about in episode 3 actually, wow that's, that's actually been uh, quite some time ago, but uh, I'm of course talking about Firebrand from, um, and you all know I can pronounce this very well, Gurgle's Quest, um, Gargoyle's Quest, I know how it's pronounced, but yeah Firebrand was introduced as a protagonist at least uh, on Game Boy, um, of course the Red Aramer was present in the Ghost and Goblins or Ghouls and Ghosts. I can never figure out how those games are called, but the, the GNG series, um, he was an enemy there, but he didn't really do much besides, well, piss everybody off because he, he's a horrible enemy. But yeah, here on Game Boy, he got his own series and yeah, one of my favorite characters as well from, uh, from not only Game Boy, um, because the sequels, or prequel, I guess, because the second game is actually a prequel, got released on NES, and the last one, sadly the last one, uh, got released on Super Nintendo um, as Demon's Crest. Um, like, again, uh, we made a complete episode about at least Gargoyle's Quest 1 and 2 on Game Boy, and a little bit on... Uh, talking a little bit about the NES version. Um, so you can find out more information about that on that episode. Go have a listen. It's a really good one, in my opinion. Um, I might be biased, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's sad that this was a really good established franchise. Sadly, it has been down in the drains ever since Demon's Crest release. Not sure why, because um, they could do a lot of it uh, with that character. But maybe in the future we will see a revival. Maybe even in the style of what they did with Maximo. Um, if people remember that game, which was basically the spiritual successor to uh, the GNG series. Maybe we'll see something like that. But it would be nice to just have an actual new um, Gargoyles Quest or Demon's Quest. Whatever they want to call it, as long as it features firebrand it would be really cool all right that's the first part of this little list have a quick listen to this uh, lovely song that's coming up and then we'll be back for some more games or characters we back. Um, hope you enjoyed that little song from Beetlejuice for Game Boy. Um, 
Not the greatest song, definitely not the greatest game. I wouldn't recommend playing it, unless you really want to. But yeah, hope you like the song at least. So let's talk a little bit more about uh, about things that came from the Game Boy, stemmed from the Game Boy. Let's go again as the first one for the second part with something that is very, very obvious. And that is, of course, Pokemon. Um, yeah, Pokemon is probably the biggest thing that ever came out of Game Boy for sure. Um, they're still going, the new one is gonna come out in a few months, everybody is still hyped for it. It was basically a series that got introduced for little kids, but yeah, you all know what happened. Like everybody fell in love with that um, and I think the Pokemon company and Game Freak are probably making as much money as Disney would be making or, or Google would be making. Um, it's incredible how such a simple concept, which was a very bare-bones RPG about collecting things, um, got so huge. Uh, but yeah, look, we all know and love this. Um, okay, some people hate it. Some people hate the newer Pokemon after Gen 1. Um, whatever, get over it. It is still a very much alive franchise that will probably keep going as long as I'm alive. Um, and as long as... as whatever comes after me is alive so i don't think we'll be seeing the end of pokemon very soon probably before i die i'll have to uh, look up the entire 1700,000 pokemon that gets released or something uh yeah i think we're getting close to that thousand mark it's crazy that they keep making uh, making more and more designs uh incredible series for sure some games good some games not so good um, mostly just spin-offs, not so good to be fair. But yeah, it's, it it has been established since its first release on Game Boy that this will forever remain in our hearts and in our minds and in every possible form of media out there. Um, so yeah, hats off to, uh, to Game Freak for coming up with that idea. Uh, moving on, this is not a series or a character, per se that got introduced on Game Boy but I do want to talk a little bit about Zelda and well Zelda Link's Awakening in this case. Um, Link's Awakening was a game that opened up many doors um, that will get used or, or did get used um, in any of the subsequent Zelda games ever. Um, people do tend to forget that uh, Link's Awakening did so much for the franchise and I do want to highlight those things uh, quickly. Um, one of the things that got introduced on Link's Awakening was um, the owl. I call him Hoot Hoot because I think his actual name is very stupid and nobody can remember that ever. Uh, but he is called Kapora Gabora. Uh, but yeah, let's just go with Hoot Hoot, which is also a Pokemon, by the way. Uh, but yeah, he got introduced in that game and then in many, many other games that came after it. Um, he has been a very uh, well-established character, kind of like your guiding light Um throughout the games um, but yeah the first time he showed up was in Link's Awakening. The same goes actually for Marin and Terran. Um, again they showed up uh, for the very first time in 
in Link's Awakening and they did get reused for many of the other games as, as characters that keep reappearing every time in, in different timelines and things like that. So um, you have to thank Link's Awakening for that as well. Or you can hate Link's Awakening for it if you do not like those characters at all. And the third thing that at least I can remember that got uh, got introduced during Link's Awakening's um, release was the trading sequence. Um, that was something that was not seen yet in any other games. There are like kind of with the mushroom and things like that in, in uh, Link to the Past. It was like a little trading sequence, but it was just one item for the other thing. This was like a quest that basically spanned the entire game. And that is something they uh, start doing in other Zeldas after it as well. So um, yeah, keep that in mind. Um, I'm sure I missed a few things that got introduced actually. Um, maybe even the jumping mechanic with the use of an item, of course, um, was something that wasn't seen before in a Zelda game. Um, later, that was just like a thing that happened automatically if you go over a ledge. Um, but yeah, Link's Awakening, if you play that game, you can see where a lot of things that got used uh, later um, actually took form for the very first time. Maybe even the Ocarina, but the Ocarina was also half present in, uh, in Link to the Past, um, but in a different form than it got used into this game. So yeah, um, definitely, if you haven't played Link's Awakening yet, definitely do, and you can see that a lot of things first uh, got introduced there for the entire franchise. Moving on more, um, again, maybe not the entire franchise or character got introduced on Game Boy, but the Mega Man uh, World games on Game Boy actually did introduce a few things that got reused during uh, other games. Um, most notable, actually, the Robot Killers, which were enemies created especially for Game Boy. If you don't know the Mega Man World series, it's uh, basically... Ba basically? B-B-B, okay. Basically. Um, always a mix-up of two of the NES games, or at least the Robot Masters of the NES games. Um, the stages are kind of similar, but are also a little bit different, of course, to, to make it uh, not the same game at all. But they also had unique Robot Masters called the Robot Killers. Um, you got Anchor, you got Punk, you got Belate. You kind of have Quint, but we try, <laughs> we try uh, <laughs> to pretend that he doesn't exist. He's not really a robot killer anyways. He's basically the future version of Mega Man who got brainwashed by Wily, who made a time machine and went into the future. So actually it would have been Mega Man X that he brainwashed, but that wouldn't even make more sense. So let's just skip Quint completely. He doesn't exist, but uh, Anchor, Punk and Belate definitely got introduced into the DLCs at least of uh, Mega Man 10 or 9, one of the two. Um, and maybe they also make an appearance in 11 some way or another. But uh, yeah, Mega Man World is basically a side story to the actual franchise, but it is kind of cool that they use those kind of, uh, um, well, original characters um, to put them into the main games as well so um, those are really cool fights as well in Mega Man 9 or 10 so um, definitely check that out if, if you haven't yet but if you're wondering who those robots were 
they come from the Game Boy games. Um, another character that appeared in uh, Rockman World 5 was Tango, which is uh, the cat helper. Um, Tango sadly only really appears in that game. Um, apparently it also appears in Rockman and Forte Mirai Kara no Shushensha as a weapon, um, which apparently is the Wonder Swan game uh, for Mega Man. I did not know that existed, but apparently that's a thing. I also said apparently like five times in the past uh, minute, so that's a new record. Um, you can also see Tango sleeping on a computer in the shop if you play as Proto Man in Mega Man 10. And he's also a data disc in Mega Man and Base or Rockman and 40 on Super Nintendo or Game Boy Advance. So Tango only appears as a cameo, really. Um, he's completely useless in the Game Boy version as well, sadly. But it is a very fun character. Um, it, it's like a green cat. It's very cute. It's, it's really cool. Um, and I think in the comics, um, Tango might appear a lot more, of course. Um, so those are cool characters that got introduced just for Game Boy that already were part of a franchise, franchise that existed, but uh, they did use them more in the future. Okay, um, moving on. Um, I have two more left, and these two are kind of similar. Um, first off, we got the Saga franchise, um, which is not known as Saga around here, at least, not for Western audiences. Um, Saga is basically what we know as Final Fantasy Legend, uh, Final Fantasy Legend 2, Final Fantasy Legend 3 on Game Boy. Um, but yeah, in Japan it was released as Saga. Um, I'm not a big fan of Saga, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's an open world RPG, basically, where you create your own characters, at least in the Game Boy once you create your own characters any way you like it. Um, and that's something I don't like really when playing RPGs. I'd rather have set characters with set jobs and set abilities and not just something I can do whatever with because then I get confused because I want everything and that never works like that. Um, but yeah, the Saga series stemmed from Final Fantasy Legend, which was basically just... Uh, Square Enix saying, hey, well, Square back in those days saying, hey, make a, make a Final Fantasy game. And the creator was like, nah, I don't want to. I'm just going to make an RPG that is kind of similar, but not really. Um, and that's where, where it completely stems from. Um, since then, it has had a lot of games. So the first three came out on Game Boy. But uh, after that, we also got Romancing Saga on uh, Super Famicom, apparently. Um, also on, on Super Nintendo, it did come out in uh, North America. Um, got Romancing Saga 2, Romancing Saga 3, Saga Frontier, Frontier 2, a limited saga, a remake of Romancing Saga, and so on and so on. So the, the last game came out in 2016, so it's still something that is very popular, mostly in Japan, um, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a franchise that uh, just came from an idea for a Game Boy game and then just established itself in the whole RPG uh, world. So, yeah. And speaking of Final Fantasy Legends, there was another franchise that started on Game Boy, mostly known as Final Fantasy Adventure or Mystic Quest in Europe. But 
in Japan it was actually Seiken Densetsu, and if you don't know what that is, that is basically the Mana series. Um, everybody knows the Mana series, mostly from the Super Nintendo game Secret of Mana, which everybody thought was the first in the series, but nope, you are wrong, it is actually the second in the series, because that is Seiken Densetsu 2. Um, Seiken Densetsu 3 was later released in Japan only for the Super Nintendo as well, or the Super Famicom in that case. But now we do get that release with all of them. Um, well, it, it was released a few years ago, but only in Japan, I guess. But now it's coming to everywhere. Um, my copy is ordered for sure. Um, but yeah, so Mana started on Game Boy, which is really cool because it is a very beloved series as well. Um, let me see how many games there have been. So you got Final Fantasy Adventure, of course, where it all started. You got Secret of Mana. Trials of Mana, that is second in Setsu 3. Um, then you got Dawn of Mana, which is apparently second in Setsu 4. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you got Legend of Mana, which is basically... Um, I, isn't that... Uh, wait. Legend of... No, I don't, I don't know what Legend of Mana is. But you got Legend of Mana, you got Children of Mana, uh, Friends of Mana, Heroes of Mana, Circle of Mana, Rise of Mana. Um, you also got a lot of remakes, well, a lot, just two apparently. You got Sword of Mana, which is a remake for uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, which came out on Game Boy Advance. It's okay, it's not the best remake of it, but it's a fun game. Um, but you also got Adventures of Mana, which is actually the better remake of um, Final Fantasy Adventure, but sadly it only came out on Android and iOS and PlayStation Vita. Um, and yeah, Vita, who, who, who in the world owns a Vita besides Japanese people? Nobody, so nobody has played that. Um, sadly, that version will not be on the collection. It's the actual Game Boy version, which is cool, by the way. I'm, I totally approve of that. Um, but it would have been cool if Adventures of Mana would have been on it as well, for sure. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much all that I found that uh, first started on Game Boy. If... Like I said before, if you have any other uh, characters or franchises that come to mind um, that actually made their debut on uh, the, our little beloved handheld, let me know. Maybe I'll do a follow-up episode, follow episode or even, um, I don't know, like uh, a little segment in between our other episodes to uh, fill in the blanks a little bit. But that's all I could find. Um, yeah, hope you think a little bit about this. Maybe... Uh, you didn't realize most of these series came from Game Boy in the first place. Uh, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this. After a break, I'll be back with some listener questions and, of course, the outro to send you off to the next episode. song from the game Tailgater. Um, I think we're, we should do an episode about that game in the future for sure. It's a game that, that not that many people know and it's really great. Um, 
as you can tell from the music, most likely. Um, first, uh, let's dive into some listener questions. Um, there's not really any <laughs> real questions, but my co-host Baltic said, uh, why is Nestor only in the Virtual Boy and not Game Boy? Um, in which I replied, uh, who is Nestor? I like literally have no idea who that is, so I, I can't really answer that question. And then is Muddy Mole the father or grandfather to Mega Mole and Monty Mole? Um, I think we went into that during the Mole Mania episodes. They are not related at all. Uh, Toucan Sam asks, if vampires don't age, how do you explain Kid Dracula? I don't know what that has to do with this episode at all. But again, I have no clue uh, how to even answer this. Um, yeah. It, I guess it's like the Muppet Babies and things like that. Like, do, do Muppets age? I don't, I don't think they do either, but apparently they do. Because otherwise they wouldn't have Muppet Babies. So, yeah, go, go watch Muppet Babies. That's, that's my answer to that question. Uh, but yeah, that's all of the, that's all of the questions uh, for this episode that weren't really related to this episode. Well, whatever. Moving on. Um, yeah, that's actually it for this episode so as always thoughts and suggestions can be posted uh, on soundcloud you can join our discord you can tweet at us um, or contact us in any other way you seem possible if you want to know where you can find me my co-host baltic and our producer lex um, definitely just go check out our website which is gbrunners.com slash t-i-g-b you can find links there to all of our social media thingies uh, our discord thingies or whatever thingies you might uh, need it's a lot of thingies you can find on there for sure you can definitely also find a link to our patreon thingy where you can give us thingies so that we can do more thingies in the future um but yeah, if you want to support uh, the show in any way, just head on over there. There's two tiers, I think a $1 tier, a $5 tier. Um, we actually hit $10 a month right now, which for some reason is $9 on Patreon. So it doesn't really make sense. But uh, if we get two more $5 uh, patrons or ten $1 patrons... Um, we actually reached our goal of doing more live episodes... So we will definitely start doing those more in the future once we hit that. If you want to know where your money goes to, it goes to, well, basically paying the bills in the first place. Um, secondly, to actually pay our producer, who has been doing this for free for more than a year. Um, so it would be nice if we could actually pay her for her work. And uh, the goal in the future is also to like redesign, well, to... I have the redesign ready for our logo, but I want it to be done professionally, um, which I could do if I had more time, but I'd rather just um, let somebody else do it because, yeah, I, I, I really don't have time for it. So, um, yeah, that's actually everything I can talk about for now. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Enjoyed? Hope you enjoyed this episode and you will see me or hear me and Baltic next time for our episode about the Spider-Man games on Game Boy. Later, man.
that is a wrap.